0: Thank you, thank you all for coming. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. All right. all right, all right. Woo! If you want heaps good history and a little touch of mystery with lots of hilarity, it's Adelol. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen of Burnside, welcome to Adelol. Yeah! Hey. Shh. This is the library. Get down. Yeah, yeah. now we are in a working library today, and we do thank the uh, City of Burnside Library for mm-hmm. having us. This is a spectacular show. Um, all the kids in the kids' rooms are going to learn some new words today, oh, so yeah. it's going to be good <laughs> for them. Um, for those of you who don't know us and don't know what we do... We are Adelope, we explore stories from South Australia's unique and often hilarious history. My name's Dan, I'm a born and bred South Australian.
1: And I moved here at the age of 15 from the UK and I bring a touch of the outsider's perspective.
0: So what the concept of the show is, is I tell stories from South Australia's history and today it's going to be all about Burnside history, right. so you're certainly in for a treat, local yeah. history. Oh, we fixed it. <laughs> That's exactly right. And, uh, well not this time. No. he uh, He's gone. <laughs> Um, we're pining for jokes here. If we don't hear laughter, we know it's just because we're in a library and no one wants to that's laugh. Right. Okay. So that's right. Nothing fine. personal. But uh, Tom, Tom doesn't know much about South Australian history, so I thought I would educate him about South Australian history. Yeah. Um, and I must say, thanks to the Burnside Library, because the most awesome local history section I have ever yeah, seen. Incredible oh, resources, resources. Which I'll talk yeah. about in a minute. Which is funny because
1: most of the stories we came up with is just like, you know, naked flashes and weird <laughs> weird stalkers and other weird
0: wacky things from the local history. But the resources are there to find some really interesting stuff. Some absolutely some interesting stuff. Um, um Laura lent us a book called The Paddocks Beneath Burnside. Oh, this wow. has literally everything you need to know. About, about the paddocks. <laughs> about the paddocks. Yeah. Uh, not, not the ones at um, Parry Hills. Uh, no, no, After no, no, dark, no. it's all no, you know, no, kinds no, no, of experiences, no, experiences right there. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, the paddocks beneath the history of Burnside. Look, all this... Someone gets it. He's been there. He's been there on oh, yeah, camera. I've seen yeah. him before. That's yeah, what no, I've that's seen. What sees, <laughs> hanging around the paddocks. <laughs> know. Um, so, the history of the city of Burnside. Uh, look, it has everything you need to know about Burnside, but we're going to tell you the stuff Today, you don't need to know about Yeah, it. that's it's right. Like, <laughs> There's something at the end of the show you wish you Yeah, <laughs> you probably don't want yeah. to know, yeah. actually. But look, uh, we are here as part of South Australian History Festival. Correct. Um, so thank you all for coming along. Uh, last year, we somehow don't know. We're named... Bribed.
1: Actually, we need the people at Wakefield Press who are on the um, on the selection committee. So I think
0: that works in our favour. Yeah. Yes. Um, we were Race last year named the 2018 Emerging Historians of the Year. Correct. Correct. And uh, thank you, thank you very much. And a award we didn't know existed until we won it. So yeah. I'm not yeah. sure how prestigious. Great honour. Um, <laughs> Funny thing that Tom's put it on his resume. I know that. That's resurrects. right. <laughs> so I am actually
1: a history teacher, even though Dan said I don't know that much about local history. I I, do, I am actually a history teacher, so he educates me about local history, and I try to yeah. give him something back about world history. But why not put it on your resume? Well, yeah,
0: that's, that's maybe should, be, yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I should. Gotta fill it out a bit. But look, today we are here to tell you local stories about sure. the city of Burnside, and the city of Burnside has that—I don't know if you call it a reputation sure. or a um. Prestige. Is that fair yeah. to say? Yeah. That you mentioned yeah. Burnside, you don't normally think, you know, uh, where I come from. Uh, so. No, yeah, had, it, I it's, think Burnside it's an that. element of sophistication, which you yeah. can
1: see in the beautiful spread. That the library's put on. Oh my there's god. Sandwiches, there's sandwiches, there's, there's fantastic beer from The Prancing Pony, which oh, is. No. We do a beer yes. of the episode, so today the beer of the episode will be. She's not allowed Pony, all. The Prancing <laughs> Pony air And I notice a few people um, have uh, just filled their glasses to the very top, which is not a standard pour, by the way. But um, that's fine. Yeah, We won't say anything <laughs> if you don't. So
0: enjoy the wine. Beautiful wine and food that they put on for us. No, second. thank you, City So, And look, it was only 10 bucks today. And you get some beer, you get some wine. That's so right. if the show's rubbish, you've got your money's worth. Already, That's so right. know, yeah, just, oh, yeah just give them the, the thumbs up. Yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah. But look, we were, we are here as part of the History Festival, and no. it's a gloomy day. But I think it's important. I think it's always important when we do a History Festival. It show. the events inside. That That's the okay. events inside. Yeah. Um, but um, not only really that, we just want to tell you what you could be seeing instead. Okay. Okay. So you've got the History Festival guide. Let's reflect on what options are available. Look, let's. <laughs> this is what you could be seeing: um, the 1918 Centennial Taste Experience. Okay, no. so we're tasting things
1: from 1918—that doesn't sound very appealing at all. Just <laughs> no. things in tins, or yeah, well, what kind of pre- just, at your local, just at your local food land? It's on the clearance. Okay, right. yeah, yeah, got it. Right, got it. Yeah, that's, that must be a
0: Drake's food land. <laughs> yeah. That's a comment on the quality of the no. different food. If you know yeah, anything yeah, about 1918 it. cuisine, people just ate rubbish, <laughs> people, like literal rubbish and scraps. So probably yeah. a cheap show to put on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably probably no worse than you're getting here, to be honest with you. Um, uh, op shop. I kinda of, I thought we well, had a confusing name, this is even worse. Op shopinalia. Love everything retro, vintage and antique. History is not just found in museums, libraries or archives. It comes alive at op shops. I bet they I bet they were gonna call it op shopophilia.
1: <laughs> and they were like, oh, a bit too close to the bone and they were worried that yeah, like Winona Ryder would just turn up. <laughs> how she used
0: to steal things. Yeah, it's no, no, no. a, a Winona Ryder joke for you. Uh, uh, find some treasures or a, 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 on an op shop tour. So, not entirely sure what it has just to do with history. An op shop tour. Well, I think someone just right. wants some friends to go shopping. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah that's that, that is sad. So that's my plan next year. <laughs> so plan next year. <laughs> There's an event simply called navigation. Oh yeah, <laughs> cool. I guess. Right. Yeah. The they just give you a
1: compass and they're like, off you go. <laughs>
0: Twenty <laughs> bucks. Twenty. 20 <laughs> <bus. laughs> so <Sorry. laughs> An event called <laughs> Must See Moonta. Now I've been to to nothing must. there is a must to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, right yeah, there's,
1: there's very little to see there. Certainly nothing that you feel that you must see. Must <laughs> yep. right.
0: see. Like, if you're there, I guess you can see this. Or a show, a event called the Nuggets Trail. Okay, yep, alright, that's uh,
1: suspicious. Yeah. That nugget trail, what kind of nuggets are we talking? Just, well, you're like, travelling some... around to different like, fish it's... and chip shops, sampling the different.
0: No, it's reenacting the horse tramway route. So, it's so horse, I don't think horse we're... nuggets. I hope we're not looking for horse nuggets. No, I hope we're no. not looking for horse nuggets. No, <laughs> no, no, that's no. No. That'd, that'd be worse that's than not... the 1918 meals, to be honest. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, but, seriously, History Festival, and good on all these people, they put on so great. many ghost tours though, I bet there's some ghost That's exactly what I was going to say, so many <laughs> shitty, Every ghost is tours. a ghost tour. So, just so we're
1: clear, there's no such thing as ghosts, <laughs> so at least we're putting on an event that's not a ghost tour. So, think of it that way. <laughs> That'll be next
0: year, we promise, guys. We'll do a ghost tour next tour, no? Problem. No, I'm not kidding, these are all on today. Like, okay, the Kapunda ghost tour. Right. Adelaide Jail, the Dark Side ghost tour. Ghosts of Stations Past, the dark side of jail, as opposed to the light side of being in jail. Yeah, no, cool? fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the Adelaide Ghost and Ghouls Walking Tour and the Port Adelaide Ghost Crime Tour. Like, how many wow. uh, how many ghost events do you really need? Yeah, I guess it gets people in the door. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And then out the door screaming. Yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. So we hope no one runs out the door screaming today because we have a show that's going to explore the local stories yep. at Burnside. Yep. And look, we said there's a fantastic local history section here at Burnside. Did no ghosts, know? just a really pasty Englishman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, some great stories. Just some examples of the books you can get here at the, the fantastic Burnside Library. This is um, History of Hotels in Kensington, oh, Norwood wow. and Kent Town. This is down at the local. Yep. This is Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, sorry, no, um,
1: the Salisbury Affair. The Salisbury
0: Affair. Now, I thought this was going to be about, like, northern suburbs erotica. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're <laughs> next to the adult fiction section, so that makes it. It's, uh, no, it's a, some Bogan erotica. It's what's bogan, 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 bogan erotica. B- oh. he, whipped, he
1: whipped off his HPV hat <laughs> and uh, delivered some
0: HPV to her. Oh, God.
1: <laughs>
0: it's a Holden joke, I mean. Um, Australia, the good old days. I, I opened it up. As opposed to... Mm. There's a fair bit of racism in there. Too. Yes, okay. <laughs> right, okay. So, and Make this... Australia, go is my favourite one. The first stripper. Right mm, <laughs> Now... Not 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 exactly what I was looking for. Okay, um, I will yeah. admit, you know, still got off to it, but yeah. it's, it's um, it's it's, it's, it's what, more about it's different things. I'm sorry, already, guys. Yeah. I'm very sorry. Uh, look, you see, there's a horse on the front. That's where the name Crazy Horse comes from, I uh, think. Yeah, so, look, fantastic example. local yeah. history section. We do thank the the Burnside uh, Library for having us. But let's get down to the, the nitty-gritty. business, yep. the nitty gritty. Um. All right, tell Go me on. some wild so stories, the, the story, This is how it works. I'm hearing these stories for the first time. Tom so doesn't so. know what these are going to be yeah. about. You don't know what these are going to be about. You won't want to know what these are going to be about. Yeah, you uh, sure. But let's let's get this party started. You guys okay. ready? Ready! Yeah. Hey! All yes, right, yes, let's have, have some fun. Stories. So. Brief history of Burnside. Burnside is a small, upper-class suburb. Upper-class? <laughs> is, is, is that from... Uh, it's, it's from Wikipedia. We're from Wikipedia it's from Wikipedia. It says yeah. citation needed. Citation so. needed. <laughs> <laughs> yet to
1: demonstrate that you are upper-class Have you looked time? around? Yeah. yeah to my house. Yeah.
0: Um, so, <laughs> it's the city of Tea Tree Gully, by the way, for everyone playing at home. Uh, it's um, part well, of this... There's nothing wrong with the City of Tea Tree Gully. <laughs> you haven't been out at night. Yeah. Uh, it's part of the city of Burnside in the eastern suburbs of Adelaide. It's right. primarily a residential suburb and okay. was one of the first suburbs of Adelaide. Well done. It was named Burnside and uh, Burnside, an amalgamation of the Scottish word for creek, burn, and um. side. I thought Scottish was English. To be honest with you. No, no, no. Like uh, Gaelic, <laughs> Gaelic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Burnside, definitely. yeah. Yeah. Uh, because of the original property's location on the side of Second Creek, Burnside is five kilometres east of the Adelaide city centre. I think. It's Right. Southeast, citation needed, but yep. we'll go on from there. Now, look, you can find all you want about the actual history of Burnside, and there are some remarkable stories. There have been some amazing people who have come from Burnside and done a lot of great things for the state. Christopher <coughs> but, <laughs> Pine, But today we're going to talk about the flogs, to be honest with you. Oh, so i yes! <laughs> <laughs> so, all say Christopher Pine. These are all things I would say to his face. It's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. Yeah, right. um, let's start with the story, we're going to go in chronological order, um, for those of you from the city of Tetris Dully, that means uh, oldest and newest and such. So. Right, okay, uh, those that went to Modbury High. Hey, yeah, right. yeah, 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 you represent. <laughs> so, let's start with the story from the 1800s. Alright, Friday 29th, August, 1884, <gasps> page 3 of, uh, of the paper. It's the best page in the newspaper. From the <laughs> <laughs> Tom's British, does anyone get that joke? <laughs> yeah, he gets it, with the camera gets it, am I right? He he knows. H three. So I got past the, the breasts. Um Magistrates Court on this day. Oh, always a great story if the magistrates' courts involved. Peter A Mann, which just sounds like the fakest name as well. What's your yeah. name? P- Peter. Surname? Uh man. <laughs> <laughs> Peter A Mann he's given a pulse. Yep, really? he's definitely given a pulse. Was name. charged by William Lockett for stealing eleven oranges from oh. his garden at Burnside.
1: Orange thief.
0: Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm having a bit of issue with the
1: scurvy. Um, <laughs> got to get me some vitamin C. And in this day and age, we we're yet to get those little super ted vitamins. They're yet to go on sale. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just nicking oranges from people's gardens.
0: So he did uh, with with a bunch of other boys. Uh, he was the only one caught though. Oh. Man was the only one caught. What do you think the.? Obviously, well,
1: mates Mason eaten their oranges, got the energy and run off. Run off. And he was off. just
0: stuck behind with it. What's a good sentence for stealing a couple of oranges? Who's stolen oranges before here? You know, come on, hands, hands, hands up. Hands a up. You stole a lemon the, oh. the other day. Get out! Oh. <laughs> Where from? From an overhanging branch. <laughs> the yeah, if it's overhanging, that's cool. Uh, I think you're fine. Then. Actually, I have
1: a funny story. My friend's got an avocado tree in their front garden, and um, people would always come and steal avocados. They're expensive, They're so expensive. Aren't And um, one time she went outside and she she had one of those, um, you know, those wine barrels that you get from wineries, so nice, like, decorative stuff in her garden, and she found someone's inhaler that had been put on there. So they'd obviously come to steal an avocado and they'd put their inhaler down. And then anyway, like, two days later, she got a knock on the door and someone said, oh, I, um, I left my inhaler, like, in your front Garden area, and she was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Can I have my inhaler back?" And she was like, "Yeah, if I can have my avocados back." And they, were, and they admitted that they nicked her avocados. And she's like, "Just next time, just come and knock on the door, and I'll give you an avocado." And um, I chucked her inhaler in the been So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say that. She gave me the, the inhaler back. <laughs> yeah, later died of an asthma attack. <laughs> <but> <laughs> I was about amazingly made two days before. <laughs> you uh, know, yeah, but uh,
0: pretty fine. <laughs> I'm talking to the mic if I want to make a joke. I'll remember that next time. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Such amateurs, we're so sorry. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing, we don't even know how this thing started, but now we're here and people are. That's right, see, that's, that's right. right. It's three sandwiches. It's um, well, you know, you What's a money. good sentence for stealing a couple of oranges? Six months. No, that's not. let a week in jail. Oh, good job. he He was sentenced to seven days solitary confinement. <laughs> <laughs> We work in the <laughs> mental health field. If you're in solitary confinement for forty-eight hours max, that will mess up your brain forever. Yeah, Unless you're very good at distracting yourself, that will mess sure. up your brain. Well, he's head. got eleven oranges to eat. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> gonna peel it one by one. Oh no! So he appealed to the court, and he got <laughs> the sentence <laughs> uh, reversed. That's not true. But uh, that's a good joke. Good. I've got to squeeze all I can out of that. Yeah. So oh, <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right. All right. Move on. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. Is there oh, an orange one? Okay. No orange All right. or no? You give us the food. Oh! Get oh, the hell out. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> All right. Alright, cool. You've turned this show sour. That was low-hanging <laughs> fruit. Up. That was low-hanging <laughs> <laughs> low 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 fruit. fruit. Let's, let's no. move on. Okay. So, look, there's more to Burnside. Let's <laughs> branch out in a different direction. <laughs> okay, there's more to Burnside than just... They just you're leaving. Yeah, I, I do not blame you. Ten bucks. If you, you've got one beer out of that, you've done yeah, yeah. pretty well. The beer be we're there. drinking is the Prancing Pony Brewery Amber Ale today. So yeah, these to be these awesome. beers are you know
1: usually you pay more than ten dollars if you bought one of these in a restaurant. So, yeah. Yeah. so <laughs> fill your
0: pockets before you leave. You know that's what I'm um, So we just need the juicy bits about. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you know what? God. Everyone just comes in on this side of the table, <laughs> and you're all part of the show. Welcome to Swap anytime you <laughs> like. <laughs> Adelol, the people show yeah, oh, yeah. so interactive podcast okay Eight, let's get to let's get to the nitty gritty though it's not just about nicking oranges in burnside no. no no 1873 the burnside tragedy oh oh gosh here we go coroner's inquest so you know someone's died so what happened? What the burnside tragedy what happened did they elect a labor
1: member for skirt or something <laughs> gonna reverse reverse this decision
0: to yeah! reverse this decision <laughs> 3 years later <laughs> On Saturday evening, December 28th Oh, look at that Nice, warm time of the year the township of Burnside Was thrown into a state of great excitement Right By the report that James Slate A labourer Of Slate. Had murdered William Wyatt Son Ooh. of Dr. Wyatt Chief oh. Inspector of Schools I don't know if the word Great excitement Is something you'd use It's like someone's killed yeah. someone It's like, oh yes <laughs> yeah. It's Just- like Christmas morning Uh the report, uh, the deed had been done by a mattock. Now I had to look up what a mattock is. Does anyone know what a mattock is? Yep, yep. It's like it, it looks bloody frightening. To tell tell to us, us what a mattock is. It's like um, it almost looks like a mix between an ice pick and a hoe, like but with a short right. handle kind of thing. Right. It's basically like an axe and an ice pick mix. An icy hoe. Okay. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> that went down well. Um, uh, Judging from the wound of the deceased, uh, which was made in the right side of the head, and Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, the the head of the deceased presented a shocking appearance. Well, yeah. Yeah, When I am stalling on these things, it's because I'm reading from like an 1800s newspaper with like the most shocking language in print you'll ever read. Um, The wound was wide enough to emit three fingers in. (laughs) Oh, like. I don't know if they guessed that, or if they tested it. Well, or like, oh. How
1: many fingers are there? Like, how do we measure a wound like that? Well, there's certainly no implements for measuring things that I know of, other than jamming your fingers in. That's just, is it a three-finger wound? Three. or two-finger? It could get a ruler. Like, yeah, don't go to that. No, trouble, We don't have the metric system here.
0: We just use finger measurements. Every wound we see. Uh, uh, infamous, um, what are, uh, December 29th, the witness came forward, which was oh. the, um, the prisoner's wife. Uh, The accused wife said, I live at Burnside. All right. That's where we are now. Represent. Uh, uh, Wyatt, the deceased, came into my house at about 8 o'clock on Saturday evening, December 28th, to speak about some work. It's 8 o'clock in the evening, between Christmas and New Year. You're not going to speak to another man's wife about work, to be honest with you. No. He was there for something else, perhaps. (laughs) The husband was home, though. He sat for a few minutes, and my husband told him to go out. Yeah, politely, politely. politely Polite, ask please to go out. Please leave. The de- the deceased did not reply. Well, he wasn't deceased. Yet, he well, was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the deceased did not reply, and he, he reman- could have replied if he wanted to. Yeah. I, see, I see where you It's A weekend of yeah. <laughs> So um, the deceased did not reply uh, and remained seated. I then went to the next room, and my husband left. Okay. So okay. I asked Wyatt to leave the rooms several times. As I know, my husband is like a madman when he is on the drink. Well, we all know that now, don't we? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, but Wyatt said he was not frightened at all. He said this because I told him that my husband had gone out for an axe or something, for he was often in the habit of chasing me around the house with an oh, axe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Hey, whatever place you vote, no, that's, that's fine. Yeah. She's got a keeper there. Yeah, He's, that's his team, yeah. Domestic violence. Yeah, that's a bit bit concerning. Very concerning, yeah. But Whiten was still not frightened. A minute or two later, my husband returned and struck the blow. I ran out and called for help. I am the wife of the prisoner, James Slate. Remember that name. Okay. My husband was not so much under the influence of drink as he often is, so... She she wasn't even that drunk. He's like He wasn't even that fierce. He wasn't even chasing me
1: that night with the axe. Yeah, I was... Yeah, I... Went for him, uh, even though he was only he maybe had you know five or six <laughs> bottles of wine at that point.
0: Just need my drink, Bl- Got to get no, go ahead, go ahead, uh, sorry. Um, but, but, but um, uh, he is capable of knowing, he was capable of knowing what he was doing. Oh, okay, there has well, often, put a foot in it there. There has never been an ill feeling between my husband and the deceased, he was often at our house. Well, he, he killed him with an axe. So I. What does it take to, to kill someone with an yeah. axe? Feel free to get another one, love. I just say you finish your glass. Go on. Go on. <laughs> Good. Uh, all right. <laughs> Driving. Doesn't want to get the axe out later. No, <laughs> right, right. There's the danger. That's all right. Um, uh, and he had only been in the house for five minutes altogether. First on scene was Frederick George Waterhouse. Ooh. Who was the create, cr- curator of the local museum living in Burnside? right, he's like, right where's the axe? <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need I that for the museum. Right, I heard someone died. Also, this is 1873. What made up a museum in 1873? Well, Mostly axes a bit <laughs> of like, you know. yeah, other
1: things. This is our exhibition
0: from last week, <laughs> yep. and um, uh, quite a, f- a fair few things on display. Yeah, if you look into our back catalogue. There's um, you go back to a fortnight ago. Yeah, Some I mean, of like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the curator of the museum uh, quoted, Upon entering the room, I saw the deceased lying idly on the floor.
1: <laughs> Get up!
0: <laughs> Stop lying idle. It's 1873,
1: the week before New Year's. We've got work to do, guys. I assume that's why you came here in the first place.
0: <laughs> How many fingers do you reckon I could fit in <laughs> um, And I said, I exclaimed, he was in a pool of blood, and I exclaimed, Good God, Slate, what have you done? He, Slate, was standing there. Right. Uh, near the face of the deceased, and seemed unmoved and exclaimed, in an idiotic tone, I'm afraid I've hit him too hard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I only meant to give him a gentle uh, beating about the head with a sharp implement, and it turns out I killed him. He wanted a number one, yes.
0: I I only meant two fingers. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Two
1: fingers of damage was the original intention, yes, yes.
0: Yeah, there we go. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Out. Two fingers are one in the ear hole. No, is that is that too crude? No, absolutely not for an adult show. Um,
1: We are next to the adult fiction.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The jury, after a short, very short retirement, returned the verdict of unpremeditated murder for James Slate, the labourer of Burnside. James Slate, the labourer of Burnside. That's the first uh,
1: real How much time needs to allow? I'm not a lawyer, but how much time needs to elapse before it becomes premeditated murder? Because he she did say he went out looking for an axe and she was like, You probably want to leave, I think he's gonna get
0: something to kill you with. Well you didn't mean to hit him that hard, though. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> probably, oh, oh, okay. probably said oh, that. that was, was, would be his defence then. But is it is it five minutes? Is it thirty seconds? Is I that... don't know with
1: premeditated murder. Does sure.
0: anyone hear a lawyer? No. <laughs> Alright, <good>. well, I'm <laughs> sure we'll get I'm sure we'll get
1: an email from some
0: idiot. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Our show like so many uh, his relatives. stories are a lovely bunch, I guess But we get so many emails From so many uh, And yeah. sorry, most of you are a bit older, You pronounce his name Smith <laughs> And it is patently smith but so, <laughs> We're now at a point where we just ignore them. Yeah, so just, it's, it's yeah, completely fine okay. The, the much la- much lawsuits are pending So you've so got a problem, send us an email <laughs> So anyway, so I'm looking into the murders of Burnside Because apparently what the city's all about yep. Back in the 1800s um, And there's another murder, murder 20 years later in 1893. Ooh, is there a connection here? Wait and see, mate. <gasps> Entitled Tragedy at Burnside. Not Burnside's Tragedy this time. They've no. Up, they've upset rather writer. A, a fatal fight. And just the first line already set me up. A fatal fight? Considerable Ooh. excitement was caused at Burnside. Oh, yeah. it's, the it's the same author. <laughs> what else is dead doing this scene? Yeah, <laughs> <not> yeah.
1: <laughs> Considerable... Not a big staff of the advertiser back then. No. no, that's right.
0: It's almost like they had that... You know that word predict on your phone? They can just yeah, uh, press right. yeah. the next yeah. word and... Did you but... mean to write this? <laughs> like, yeah, I did, actually. Uh, so November 10th, when it had been known that John Cook, a resident of Burnside, had died from head injuries oh, cooked. the previous Absolutely night cooked. with John Healy. who he lives at Kentucky. Oh, that's not going <laughs> to Healy. Anytime, who so. had been uh, apprehended... Connection with the affair. I won't go into this too much, but basically what happened... John Cook sees this guy called Healy, Cook, uh, and called him, quote, a common dandy, Quote, <laughs> a loafer, oh! Oh, oh, sorry kids for that language, and even worse, a crawler. Oh, a loafer and a crawler. How can you crawl if you're loafing? That's sort yeah. of a. Oh well, you yeah. don't want to know. Mm. Sit there and do nothing. But anyway, I'm I'm reading through these cases because this is what I do for these kinds of shows. Um, I spent hours doing this, by the way. Uh, My wife hates it. Um, But um, I'm reading through it, and they call for people to testify. Uh, looking through the testimony Oh, here we go A labourer from Burnside James Slape Gives his oh. testimony oh. The same murderer now, how, how many ago, years did he go 20 years ago I, I couldn't find how long he got Okay, alright like So that. he's out now, presumably He's out And he's like Look, I know a good murder When I see one." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, wow, wow, weak That's not even three holes. <laughs> so, look, there's Plenty of murders that happened in Burnside, and you can find all this information and online. a lot of them involved Mr James Slate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a one in 1909, uh, which actually went unsolved, and it was the murder of a police officer. Oh, no. I ho- bloody hope they questioned James Slate, because oh, it seems right. like he's, he's got his fingers in a lot of pies and a lot of and heads. Had a lot of skulls, <laughs> yeah, so. uh, I don't know if he was still alive at this stage, so I hope they at least talked to him. But, look, tragedy and murders w- weren't the only tragedies in um, Burnside's early history. Sure, okay, alright. Uh, look, sometimes tragedy strikes accidentally. Okay, okay. Naked sleepwalker. Oh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Gets worse. Drowned in a well. Uh, on Naked Thursday, sleepwalker m- drowned in a well. On Thursday morning, a call was made uh, to the Burnside Police, uh, and we... And what year was this? This was in, ooh, what does that say? 1901. Right. 1901. Uh, The body of a 29-year-old lady, Catherine Canney, was found in the bottom of a well uh, 15 metres below. Well, 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 well. Oh, God, Tom. (laughs) Drowning laughter over here. Damn. (laughs) Uh, uh, Shh, it's a library, cut it out, guys. Um, So... um, Basically, what had happened is um, uh, Catherine Canney was a regular sleepwalker. Right. She often only walked around the house, though, Okay. although one day unfortunately- Someone left the door unlocked. Did, someone... Did anyone question James
1: Slate? Yeah, I don't know, know. know. He's like, I used to just go at people with an axe, but you know what? <laughs> now I'm going to come out with
0: smarter ways to, to bump people <laughs> off. Just open the door, she'll walk straight out into the well. Absolutely. And that's more than free thing, I can fit my whole arm down there. No, that's actually... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, lady, um, unfortunately it had been gone sleepwalking one night in 1909 Oh dear And drowned in a well That's What a shocking way to go What a shocking way to go Yeah Like, do you ever have that thing where you're falling asleep And all of a sudden you're a bit And, and you're, 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 at at you're at the bottom level. of a well <laughs> You're at the bottom of the well I've been there Yeah, uh, well yeah. you weren't sleeping, you were quite inebriated yes. Yes. yes, yes Your bachelor party was awesome in yeah, the yeah, way Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, But look, there's more to Burnside than just death and murder and tragedy There's seriously a lot more Sure, yeah um, yeah, to be quite honest with you A lot more domestic violence And a lot more molestation As I kind yeah, of found right. things. Yeah. We're not going to talk about that Because that's not funny Yeah, um, it's hard to make that into, Put that into a comedy podcast yeah. What's also not funny is hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, hi. What's Watch your language um, yeah. What's also not funny is that um, Waterfall Gully Does everyone know Waterfall Gully? A very popular uh, suicide spot In the early 1900s oh, That's sad if, you, that. if you're going to go hang yourself That's uh, the place to do it, apparently right. um, But oh my god The quarries so many deaths at the quarries just oh. because of the nature of quarry work. Negligent. Now,
1: yeah, absolutely. Dangerous.
0: Um, my uh, grandmother lives at the top of Green Hill Road, and we, just as kids, we would always go to her house and then just go play in the quarries and things like that. Oh, okay. But, um, right. Yeah. So next year, uh, you, you guys came out all right, then. Yeah, we came out all right. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, next year, ghost tour at the quarries because we could make up so many stories. Oh, we could make up a lot. You guys of in? You guys want to come? Yep. Ghost yeah. Tour. Cool. yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So we get more people <laughs> in the ghost tour? I reckon if we chuck together there's a space ghost there's, tours. there's money in ghost tours. So yeah, okay, let's cash yeah. in. Just let's cash ghost up. tour. Yep, thirty, all right. 30 bucks. So. so whatever good stuff we
1: pull out of this story, we'll turn it into a ghost tour. Yeah, well look, we're ghost not going to talk tour. about the
0: most of the quarry tragedies were people just basically being blown up because it's the nature of quarry yep. work, explosive. Yep. Um, but the death, although the deaths at the quarry aren't particularly funny, um, it's important to know. The some of them, them are. <laughs> and we're going to talk about those ones. No, we're not going to talk about those ones. But the quarry was like a main draw card for Burnside in the early days. People wanted to come here because there was work at the quarry and they knew it was good, not necessarily safe work, but they could right. come and, and right. do some good work at the quarry. Right. I'm going to read you an article from 1931. Two women sleep in quarries. Bad choice. Possibly sleepwalkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they wandered in there whilst to sleep. Yep, we you got it. Walked from... Melbourne in search of work. Wow! Two okay. young women and a okay. youth left Melbourne on April fourteenth uh, to walk to Adelaide. Jeez, that's 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 impressive. Actually, fascinating. You've heard of the Pioneer Women's Trail? Yeah, these, these these girls are nothing, yeah. They got, yeah, these right. girls. Yeah, they've got their own walking trail. Um, because they heard work was obtainable in the city of Burnside. Wow. On Saturday, they arrived at the Burnside quarries and police found the women on Sunday as the party had slept in the quarries the previous night. The girls are sisters, aged 19... Is there any work these days in the city of Burnside? I don't know, does anyone know?
1: There's no quarry
0: work going
1: on, <laughs> The quarry's been shut down for a long time.
0: Yeah, I think so, I'm pretty okay. sure, is all it? Right. Yep, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. we It hasn't been shut down for that long, though, because I used to go there and look at the cement mixer trucks as a kid, so it's probably been shut for 20 years or something.
1: Okay, yeah. alright.
0: We should do an episode on the quarry. Maybe. Next mean, year, ghost tour, stories. quarry, I'm just it. And the thing with ghost tours is you can just say whatever you want because it's not real. No, that's right, <laughs> it's all made up anyway, that's fine. So, um... But anyway, um, uh, the girls were aged 19 and 17 years, and there was a, a boy who I su- assume was the youth. Uh, but right. great kindness was expressed by the residents of Burnside. Okay. Uh, passing motorists carried them long distances coming into Burnside. and um, Just other... coming into Burnside? Yes. Okay, <laughs> so they walked all the way from Melbourne,
1: and then the last Sorry. 100 metres, they're like. Oh, I suppose we'll give you a lift. You, you got far to go? I've been,
0: been telling you guys in the quarry that's just at the end of this street. Oh, I've <laughs> been driving next to oh, you guys. I'm a good, somat- I'm a good <laughs> Uh we take, we take care of the uh, poor yeah. and birds. I yeah, that's probably. I prefer Sarah Hanson Young. Like, <laughs> 17th below the line or something like that. I um, care about the people. They are presently being cared for. You come from Melbourne, love? Yeah, uh, they are presently being cared for, and work is being sought for them. Oh, uh, the definitely. women police officers. That's great. So, yeah, as women police, police officers. Yeah, the, the women police uh, were in the force in 1931.
1: They're like, I'm... if you can walk all the way from Melbourne to Adelaide just in search of work, you can definitely punch an alcoholic on <laughs> Highly Street. So we'll give you a job. We we'll assume you'll be able to do
0: what you need to do No, sorry, to with... keep the state safe. The women police officers were helping them find a way. Oh, right, well, that's less impressive. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Well uh, you Just women... give them a job as female police officers. Um, speaking of females in the force, um, South Australia was the first... Uh, uh, Placing the Commonwealth to well, um, hire a female police officer, or Excellent. police officer. Yes, Fanny Cox. Her name was Fanny Cox, which just <laughs> in itself Fanny Cox. Yeah hilarious Yeah, yeah. and we're
1: on those situations where people are like, what's your name officer? But I'm gonna take your number down and report you and she'd be like Fanny Cox. And they're like, that's a fake name! It wasn't a fake name, it was real. Peter
0: A Man. Peter A Man, yeah. that's right. Fanny Cox and Peter A Man. Right. Match made in heaven. Fit three fingers in there, Tom. So. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Jokes is going to keep coming back. Uh, Okay. But look, the people of Burnside did look out for those who were. Kind of hard on their luck back in the day because sure. Burnside was a place... And that's, a, that's an enduring tradition
1: for the people of Burnside. Burnside
0: it? was a place where you could make it. Um, my grandmother came... Whereas out- now it's a place where people have made it and just want to trample the poor. <laughs> <laughs> so it's back the other way uh, A bit of a personal story now. My grandmother came here as a refugee oh, uh, that's from, from, from the war. Um, and the Which under- war? Uh, the big one. <laughs> gotcha. The big one. Cool. Historians of the year, right yeah <laughs> so, uh, you know, the main one with the, you know, the, the, the guy. I don't want to say his name. The hand uh, gestures. You know, dangly dangly. That one. I know yeah. the guy. Yeah, yeah. Mussolini. Yeah. <laughs> don't dignify. Yeah, Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, so she came here as a refugee, and the only place she could afford a block for um, her and her growing family was um, at the the outer suburbs, which was the top of Green Hill Road. So, so those, that, yeah, those, those, yeah, those. Yeah, those days the were was, uh, suburbs, kind of yeah. out suburbs thing. Yeah. So so Burnside was a bit of a, it was great fear for a long time that Adelaide's
1: suburbs would just grow and grow and grow north and south because there'd be no space to contain everyone from the hills to the to yep. so the water and the suggestion was that Manato would become a second city.
0: Uh, we'll discuss that. We're doing a show next it. week with, uh, uh, with the Don Dunstan Foundation, and we yes. will be discussing Monato. Yeah, in great the detail. Born. But it's I guess too. back in those
1: days when your grandmother came, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this would have been almost like an outer
0: suburb because you yeah. get close to the hills. Yeah, absolutely. And she used to say, like, yeah, there was just nothing here at all—like bacon blocks left, right, and centre—and you could, you could buy up and um. Just uh, imagine that. I oh, know, right, girl? Cool. If you had a time machine. <laughs>
1: I don't... I yeah, you'd go back know. and kill Hitler, obviously. She <laughs> <grab>, um, <laughs> should place, and
0: I'd be living in Germany. Exactly, yeah. We'd be yeah. This yeah. doing the show in Germany. Exactly. Good target, good be big bombs. Bravo, so. Herr Schmidt. But look, there's more to Burnside than death, and tragedy, and unemployment. And, and people walking really insane distances. Yeah, domestic yeah. violence, and yeah, the all police sex crimes, and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. In Burnside, like I said, because it was that early working class suburb, could be the wrong side of town sometimes. I don't want to alarm you all. You've got some lovely people in the neighbourhood watch. I've been to several of their meetings. But um, it could be the wrong side of town. You might, if you're wandering around at night, just be held up at gunpoint. Well, we know Stepney was pretty rough. We did a show last week we, at
1: the uh, Little Bang Brewery at Stepney. And yeah. We talked about the, the sordid history of Stepney. Yeah, Stepney was way
0: rougher than Burnside, to be honest, yeah. from what I could find. And that's, you know, but that's still in inner suburb, so yeah. What's, yeah. what's Burnside got that that's that Well, 1929, a man called Roger Simmons was riding Ooh. his bike around Burnside. And this is what happened to Roger this Simmons. This is where the uh, we get the term to be Roger. <laughs> <laughs> Three fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so Roger was riding a bike through Burnside streets right. one evening, uh, on his way home from work. Uh, it's July. It's, it's at the quarry. It's pretty dark. No, he was. Oh no, no, no actually, yeah, that yeah. isn't the quarry. Um, so anyway, add anyway, colour. That's a, that's how it works with ghost stories. He's riding and he nears a man who starts shouting at him and pulls a shiny object. Just keep from riding. His keep from his jacket. Riding. That's Just right. Ride and so and he is, faster. He's like, shit, well, I'm being held up. So he stopped and got off the bike. <laughs> no, he's like, well, I'm, I'm on a bike, this guy's on foot, he's running at me. Got it, um, yep. So he rides very quickly to the Norwood police station to tell them there's a man wandering around Burnside just holding up people. Or at least that's what he thought was happening. Right. turns out the man shouting and pointing a gun at Roger Simmons was Roger's stepbrother, Alfred Jones, who oh, actually... Jonesy! yeah? who actually lived in the same house as Roger. Classic Jonesy. <laughs> what happened is, Alfred had been Alfred Jonesy had right. been to Adelaide that night, and Roger had seen him a, a day or so prior and said, oh, when you're in Adelaide, can you pick me up some tobacco? Right. And, which Alfred did. Good um, uh, So Alfred's walking home from the city, and uh, um, Roger, like, Roger's riding his bike, and he, he, sees, he sees Roger across the vacant block. He's Roger, like, oh, I got your backy. Yeah, Roger. He, he yelled out, quote... I dashed across the vacant block to see Bob and yelled, Hey Bob, I've got your tobacco. But Bob's just riding his bike, He's a man like this. Right. He's like, oh, got a it." Yep, panicked and, and sprinted. Yep, yeah, so his brother-in-law sees him just right off in the other direction. He's like, what the hell, Roger? <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? So anyway, Alfred goes home, like, kind of confused. Um, leaves the tobacco out for Roger on the kitchen table or wherever. Okay. But Alfred's a baker. So Alfred has goes to bed early, gets up to work early the next morning. Alfred and Roger don't see each other for a couple of days. Meanwhile, the police are out looking for a crazed gunman, <laughs> okay. and all these reports in the paper are like, hey, everyone, don't go outside, because there's a crazed gunman wandering around Burnside. So everyone's hiding indoors, and every, <laughs> I assume as well that
1: Jonesy finds out about the crazed gunman, and he's like, oh, shit, I hope Roger's okay. Yeah, that's He's exactly like, worried, worried <laughs> to leave <laughs> work exactly and go right. home. So he's like, you are a crazed gunman.
0: So a few days later, when they're both their shifts align or whatever it is, they, they meet up in the house, and um, uh, Jonesy's like, Roger, I saw you riding. He's like you he never guess what happened, I got held up by a crazed gunman. He's like, Oh, where, where was this? Yeah. He's like, Oh, just just the vacant block down at the bottom of Green Hill Road. He's like, That's where I saw you the other night. Yeah, ride. what time? Was and this? they eventually piece it together, it's like, Wait, were you running towards me holding the tobacco tin? Uh, so, so it was a tobacco tin. It was a tobacco tin. All right. know the China object yeah. in, the, in, the, in, the, in the moonlight. They didn't tell the police for three days because they were scared they
1: were going to get in trouble. Which I yeah. think is just And at the time, the, two, the police was just a 17 year old and a 19 year old girl who <laughs> walked here from <laughs> Melbourne and didn't get a job, so they didn't really know what they were doing anyway.
0: Wandering around trying to find this, uh, this guy with a gun. That's coming. So, yep. Yeah. So, uh, because of Bob's durries. Uh, the city of Burnside was basically shut down for a few days. OK, like just, just over a pack of dairies. On the loose. Um, they told police three days later. But look, everyone, there's much more to Burnside than just death, tragedy, unemployment, domestic violence, sex crimes, people stealing oranges, arms holdups. hold-ups. There's also theft. And not just Larceny. any- Larceny. Larceny, mm-hmm. which I only learned was a word not that long ago. My. <laughs> Mar- high. Aubrey high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's also theft, and not just any theft. Right, right. Animal theft. Possibly the worst theft of all. Someone's poodle got nabbed? Yeah, well, pretty much. Someone's chihuahua. From 1934, page 22. Ranger, not a bush ranger. Ooh. I would have gone with ranger danger, but alright. Complaint about the Burnside dog catcher. Oh. This is really good. This is really good. Dodgy dog catchers. Right. Whether a man who was a dog catcher could be described as intelligent was discussed at Burnside Council meeting last night. Of course it Um, was. As a result don't worry about count widespread council <laughs> corruption. Don't worry about the tree that's that's dying. Um, we'll get to that, don't worry. You
1: just, let's, let's focus on whether or not a dog catcher can be intelligent. Whether a dog catcher
0: was intelligent. Uh at, at the result of a letter from an indignant ratepayer who alleged that the Burnside re- Ranger had adopted the habits of a bush ranger. Uh, Mr. Saunders of Stanley Street, Leebrook Anyone know where Stanley Street, Leebrook is? Wouldn't be far from here, would it? That? Yeah. Oh, that way? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Leebrook's a
1: nice
0: part of the world. It is, isn't it? Mm, fancy. Fancy schmancy. Mm. On Monday, this is the letter from. There was, uh, was that where the dog catcher lived? No, the dog catcher. Well, the dog catcher was
1: the council's dog catcher. Right, okay. All right. if you work for Burnside Council, I assume you can't actually afford to live in
0: Burnside. <laughs> <laughs> Are we all right? Oh, yeah, we're right. All, yes. right. Move on, move on. Uh on Monday, September seventeenth, right, my daughter, age ten, and a little girl pal were travelling from Marriottville accompanied by our dog. Cool. A motor truck with a cage arrangement on it containing two dogs drew drew alongside of them and the person in charge demanded to know who owned the dog. Whose dog's that? Right. Whose dog's that? Yep. The little girl says, It's on a lead, I'm holding it. It's whose, clearly mine. Whose dog do you think it is? Right, <laughs> yep. dog doesn't think that's a good enough explanation. Okay, right. So that's the dog That's a fair explanation to me. They're obviously this is before the days of microchipping. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, dog catcher just takes the dog. So... <laughs> takes the kid's dog. So, so like, whose dog's that? She's like, it's. I have it on a lead and it's got a collar that's... And, and yeah. he's like, yeah, no, it's my dog now. Yep, no. She replies... It is ours, but he did not listen, and with that he drove off, which upsetted the girl greatly. Well, of course, she just had a dog stolen. Uh, upset my daughter very much. In plain words, she was scared out of her wits. I will not stand for this sort of thing. No servant of the ratepayers such as this catch a catch can fellow. That was one of the worst things you could say. <laughs> they didn't call him a crawler, which was no. <laughs> That's fun. next. Uh, this catch a catch can fellow. Uh, has the power and the right to act in this matter above stated. I should like this matter brought before whoever is responsible for the control of the representative referred to, and uh, would suggest him um, I just shot. Yeah, just. <laughs> <laughs> so um what happened to the dog? They got because I think that's all. Okay, they got the dog. because yeah. that's that's the thing we're all the, the question. Yeah, we're they all got on. the dog. Back. Right Don't worry about it. Yeah. So, this guy used to just drive around in his truck, and if he saw kids out walking their dogs or any well, dogs near people, he would like. Ah, it's my dog to catch the dogs. Yeah, I'm going yeah, catch yeah. all the dogs. So. I don't catch the dogs. <laughs> you you probably, don't go see a dog or catch it. <laughs> you probably, so probably on like a commission basis or something like that. Takes them back to the station, gets 50 pence a dog or whatever. Wait, is that a dog?
1: No, it's a cat. Oh, <laughs> all
0: right then. You, you want the battle, but you're going to lose the war. <laughs> so the council calls in the dog catcher's guy, Mr. Melbourne. Uh, Mr. Melbourne. Wait, he's is like, this the dog catcher? Uh, no, Mr. Melbourne is the boss of the dogs. Okay. Mr. You know, Melbourne's what's like... What's the problem? We catch the dogs. We tell, <laughs> <I> tell <laughs> him to
1: catch the dogs, he catches the
0: dogs. She can have it back now. Here's the ashes. There you go. Come on. <laughs> uh, so Mr. Melbourne's like, Oh, my name's Mr. Melbourne. We steal dogs and the Grand Prix. So yeah, that's, no, that's right, it. No, hey, so no. Mr. Melbourne told the council... Yeah, well, we're still upset about that, by <laughs> the way. <laughs> Mr. Saying. Melbourne told the council that he had interviewed the ranger... But the accused man could not remember. Also,
1: imagine being able to walk around calling yourself a ranger when literally all you do is just steal people's dogs. Yeah, it's Like yeah. I'm it's not I'm a like, oh, ranger. What is that mean? Oh, ranger. Steal people's dogs. And a rover ranger. Ah. Yeah. Rover ranger. over ranger. Thank yeah. you very Thank much. You. There's the uh, dog
0: joke right there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Shut up. Oh, we <laughs> ten, ten bucks, and you're going to be. What do you want? We've really, really
1: maxed, maxed, out with the, you've maxed
0: out with the dog jokes there. <laughs> Uh, Councillor Fisk asked Mr. Melbourne, would you describe our ranger as intelligent? Mr. Melbourne, and this is my favourite quote of the whole night, by the way. I do not consider a man who catches stray out our stations and puts them in a lorry as intelligent. (laughs) Uh, This man, however, is not a fierce man. Uh, This man is rather quiet, and he tells me that when he appears with the lorry in the streets, every child grabs its dog and runs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. He's keeping the streets clear of uh, dangerous
0: dogs. Yeah, no, no shit on them sidewalks. All <laughs> <Right. laughs> well, the kids got their dogs locked up in home. Excellent. I mean, you heard the revolver man's <laughs> running around. He's, oh, that's... My
1: theory is he wasn't just the dog catcher, he was also the street sweeper. So he was like, I'm basically killing two
0: birds with one stone. I don't have to come along and pick up poo because I made sure that all the kids are terrified as soon as I come down the street, they just fight
1: their dogs. Look,
0: I was doing them a favour because, you know, they're not going to become one of the Beaumont children, I guess. <laughs> correct. There yeah. was a show here two nights ago. Yeah, yeah, that's the, the Beaumont children, is that correct? How'd that go down? Plenty of laughs. No, okay. Hard to make that everyone way. always writes to us and is like you should do a show about the Pokemon children. You can't you it's it's not funny. No, not funny. Although they, they did get a psychic to try and find them, which that's was hell that's, yeah, that's, that's. Listen funny. to our first episode if you want more information. And there's no such thing as psychics. Like well <laughs> he did a alright job. Uh, not only... where are they? <laughs> Don't worry. Clearly, you didn't. Australia Day, there'll be another announcement that there's a new leader <laughs> in the right, of the Children's case. Right. Channel Seven's going to cover it from a helicopter. All or... the money is out of, of Compilati's estate. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. There so, not only are the children afraid of him. Uh, when he is with the, in the dog catching outfit but they run for him when he was walking the streets for other purposes so right. this man just sounds just like terrible. a very frightening man
1: do you, remember, did you ever see uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang when nope. you were a kid? no my wife loves oh, that yeah. movie but ok there's like that. a child catcher character <laughs> in that Christ! Yeah. <laughs> so uh, t- t- people have seen the movie right you guys know what I'm talking about so there's a child catcher character who, whose job it is is just basically catch children, put them in the back of a cage and then you know drive them away and hide them in a, in a yeah, in a cave. Good lord. Um, and it's, it's, it's explained in the it story. Sounds like the early days of Ben's. That's, that's what I'm imagining with this dog catcher character. He's just this terrifying person who, uh, you know, yeah. basically drives around, and as soon as he comes down the street, everyone just dives into their house and yeah. tries to hide, and pull the shutters down,
0: and pretend that their dog's not there. It is, uh, they came to the conclusion that uh, the dog catcher would be spoken to. That's, yeah. all. <laughs> uh, that's all. That's all I can find. I'll speak to
1: him. Obviously, the yeah, yeah, he he had uh, um, unfortunately um, euthanised about
0: forty-five dogs. <laughs> he, was,
1: he was spoken to, and um, well,
0: this, this one happened actually again. Actually, leads into my next story, Tom. Right. We have got a few stories left. We got a few. We're wrapping it up now. Yeah. Uh, from the same year, October eighteen thirty-nine. Right. Dog catches back. <laughs> <Now> <laughs> well, he's catching something It's, else. it's, it's not him. Used indecent language after kicking dog. This is a real article. the so,
1: so the dog catcher gets in trouble. People yep. are finally allowed to take their dogs back out onto the streets of Burnside. Mm. And as soon as that happens, someone kicks a dog and swears
0: in their face. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> Alan Stewart Looker of High Street Wasn't Burnside. Wasn't much of a looker, despite the name. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Of High Street Burnside. Where's High Street? Does anyone know? Sounds posh. Everyone's the other everyone end of low the low Seems like everything's that way. Is just everything. All Burnside is that way, I guess. So everything's going to be that general direction. Was fined uh, three pounds yesterday. Uh, three pounds. Three pounds. In today's
1: money, is at least four pounds. So, so
0: was charged in the Norwood Court yesterday with the charge of having used indecent language. Not in a library, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> um, evidence was given that looker kicked a dog and used bad language. After his request for the animals' owners to loan money to him had been refused, <laughs> so he's like, "Let know, me. I need three let, pounds. For let, let me three pounds. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get fined in
1: court. What for? Kicks the dog. <laughs> that you fucking must <laughs> <use>. sorry, kids. <laughs> well, okay. yeah.
0: That's alright. They're playing the style. You're gonna have to pay right? a fine of at least four pounds. I know. Oh, I imagine how much we'd be fined today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lock us up. Uh, but um. Look at denied discharge and said he the only reason he kicked the dog and used foul language is because it tried to bite him. That's all. Seems like a reasonable story. <laughs> so I don't and know. the dog get ca- the dog catcher's like, I can help you with that. <laughs> this,
1: this would never have happened if I'd have been allowed to do my job. <laughs> so this birds- is what happens when you let dogs run rampant on the streets of Burnside. <laughs> so people are forced to defend themselves and use foul language. <laughs>
0: So in Burnside, point. apparently, particularly in the early 1900s, people steal dogs, kick dogs, swear at dogs, which leads me to my next story, Tom. Right? Uh, oh. doesn't involve a dog. Is, it involves a dog. Oh, it does. From 1949, Headless Dog Mystery. Oh. <laughs> I think we know what happened here. <laughs> He's like,
1: right, they, got the... they won't let me steal the dogs, and they won't let you kick the dogs. So I've got this mate, his name's uh, James, uh, and he's got some very sharp implements, and uh, I'm thinking we can deal with these dogs once and for all. At least four fingers of damage.
0: <laughs> a horrified dog lover yesterday. Uh, telephoned... that's, not, that's not
1: a euphemism for oh, no. anything. It's someone that likes dogs. So.
0: Terrified constable... Telephoned? And terrified, terrified the telephone, constable yeah. Siebert at Dulwich Police Station to report that what he believed to be the body of a Pomeranian dog, whose head, legs, and tail were missing, was seen. Lying How did he know it was in just wait? Okay, <laughs> was seen lying on the footpath between Kensington and Burnside. It suddenly tasted like a Pomeranian dog. <laughs> and Burnside, <laughs> after making the inquiries. Uh, Constable Sievert learned that the animal had been seen by numerous people. No one else had reported it. So oh, I'm just okay. like, oh, there's a there's a dead dog lying on the street. Yeah, just, 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 just leave it, just it away. Standard burn sign, so really. Catcher will get that, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not biting anyone. Uh, after making several inquiries, several people had seen the dog uh, and that it was lying beneath the front hedge of a house on the corner of Portrush Road. Oh, where are we? <laughs> We're just here. Portrush Road and... Yep. Martindale Avenue. What was that? Oh, that's. Oh, fair. we're pointing that's this way for a yeah. Okay, yeah. which is uh, Turak. Oh, so that's the other side of the road. Turek yeah. Gardens. Yeah. Okay, nothing to do with Burnside at all. I just won't finish the story then. <laughs> Do you want to hear the end of this one? You do, because <laughs> it's a bit. Giving the action. whole neighbourhood a <laughs> bad reputation after all
1: of this murder and domestic violence
0: and yeah. uh, and dog cruelty. You, now you're trying to bring down the reputation of this yeah. whole entire area. Before visiting the scene, uh, the constable invited Constable McIntosh of Burnside. Oh, there we go. there's where we got the, the connection. Uh, to join him after careful examination of the animal, the police concluded it was a hare. So it was just a... Oh, rabbit. okay, so it wasn't quite at all? Nope. His taste buds had to see? <laughs> With their head, legs and tail removed, and the carcass had been cleaned, ready for cooking. With its first of intact, it could have easily been mistaken for a dog. And what year is this? 1949. Oh, grubs up. <laughs> yeah, people... Yeah, read. Read. Yeah, Do people still eat not? rabbits? Can you still get rabbit tea? Yeah, yeah you yeah. got not okay. cook it very well. Like, can yeah. you
1: get um, rabbit fever? I did not know that was a yeah, thing. if you
0: don't cook, uh, if you don't probably cook rabbit... <laughs> it's very bad for you. You know, uh, you know more about food than me. I know more about it. <laughs> Because when we, we used to work together, this is just going off topic, yep. and I had some, uh, you know that, you know when you work and you go to work and you have these things and you draw like, oh, but I've got nothing else, i that. Yeah, I had this, this muesli bar or something. This packet of rice stuff, and I go to eat it, and it didn't taste right, and Tom's like, you know you can get really, really sick from rice. Like, yeah, yeah, salmonella, you can totally get salmonella. Yeah, food. no, I didn't know that, so, yeah. I can get yeah. rice, but anyway, so you can get rabbit fever, apparently. Uh, don't know where we're going with this, uh, but we're, too, we're in too deep now, so don't eat expired rice. That's uh, right, or uncooked rabbit. A no. passerby told the police that on Monday, that had upon, he had seen the <laughs> animal on the inside ledge of a nearby telephone cabinet. Uh, I don't know how long this <laughs> rabbit's been there. So this is like a public telephone box, and someone's, yeah, had, someone's
1: had the rabbit, and they put it on t- on the public telephone yeah, box, it made, it made a phone call. Yeah. And then just forgotten it, and it's just gotten knocked off and
0: yeah, got k- under k- kicked lady. under the under her cat. And so I was like, oh, There's a dog! There's under a pole <laughs> Uh the, the body was removed uh, eventually by a Burnside Council employee. Oh, you, know <laughs> <who that was. laughs> you know who that was! <laughs> oh, are you know who that was! I'm eating good tonight. Killed <laughs> mm, up before the dog searches <laughs> begins. <laughs> Uh, but look, to, to be honest, uh, the Burnside Council have always had it a bit rough. Um, oh, yeah. Mainly because of the cohort of and residents. And the corruption, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> the cohort of residents. Um, and the corruption. Hoity-toity. Oh, yeah, a bit... A, uh, you know, a bit, bit funny duddy so uh, to speak. It's a bit harsh, but, yeah. but... look, when they're not, they're not speaking to not A nappers. sense of believing that they are sophisticated. Yeah, which we have proved wrong today. Um, So when when the Burnside Council aren't having to deal with dog nappers or um, removing dead rabbits from the road, this is what they have to deal with. And this is probably the most shocking case I've heard that has been brought before council in the city of Burnside. Okay, hit me with it. It's actually actually at Leebrook, but it's Burnside Council. 26 November 1930, accident at Leebrook. A writer to the Burnside Council... I always love it when it's a writer because you know that if you're writing a letter, you are pissed off about something. Anyone that
1: writes letters to the council or (laughs) to the
0: advertiser, to my local MP.
1: Yes, I just want to bring this to your attention. Uh, Letters to the editor.
0: Letters to Adelol. Get. <laughs> Get a life.
1: <laughs> to, to the Burnside Council.
0: Where's the letters department here at the council buildings? Can we can we just start a collection of the letters? Oh, that's there's grumpy grills. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I used to work in um, you know, a government role, and part of my role was dealing with letters that came in, and just some people were just absolutely cooked. And I was oh, like, yeah. I don't even know what, how to reply to this. because Complaining I don't about what things I, that don't even make yeah, sense. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, right. Yeah. A writer to the Burnside Council recently claimed compensation for a pair of trousers which, which he asserted were damage when they slipped off in a hole at night on Godfrey Terrace. Okay, So he, so he fell down... This is the best excuse. I've ever heard of being caught with your pants down in public. He, he, he fell just down like, a Get hole. your camera out, we're filming this tonight, okay? He fell down a hole and his pants got ripped off. Yeah. So he's trying to sue the council. Yeah, well, it's their hole. I think he's got a case. You reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Depends how many figures you could fit in a hole. Oh, there <laughs> we go. That's how they measure it. That's how they measure it. it. Even in 1930. That's, um, right. That's The council... Really well, maybe he does have a case, Tom, because the council has since obtained legal advice for this. Right. A letter from a solicitor. Your rate's at work. This is why uh, solic- <laughs> solicitors are laughing all the way to the bank. Because like now the, of cal- numpties. the council has to go
1: and consult with them and find out if this person has a case. And when, they're like, I'll bill you for two hours of reflection. But really they're like, yeah, this person doesn't have a case. So he's literally suing you because his pants got ripped Also, off. how much is a pair of pants? Just... If you've got a, go, a solicitor, solicitor... Just, just go Kmart. I mean, you have to leave Burnside <laughs> to find
0: a Kmart. But, you know, you can get a cheap pair of pants there, that's fine. A letter from a solicitor read uh, to the meeting last night, informed councillors that the facts had been pursued and considered the view taken was that the council was not liable for the man's pants. That's good. good. That's <laughs> good. Uh, it was decided to send the claimant that notice and to that effect. So the uh, man was walking down Leebrook. His pants somehow became mislodged. In a hole, nothing sus <laughs> at all, uh, and he wanted to claim responsibility for the holes and possibly the stains in the pants. Yeah, that's well. right, yes. 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 So yes. Low brown. <laughs> yeah. But look, holes in pants aren't the only thing the Burnside Council has to deal with. With all the other junk we've discussed today, sometimes they have to deal with trees, Tom. Right. Trees. When I mean, we get to the tree. Trees. As this story from. 1954. Oh, okay. I thought we were going to do the, uh, the what? controversy with the other tree. What other tree? Well, we'll
1: get there, I'm sure. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: we You're going to bring up the tree, aren't you?
0: Council hints trees have been deliberately
1: killed. I bet it was the same person that was nicking dogs. <laughs> <laughs> nicking dogs, killing trees, stealing
0: oranges. Yeah, I'm going to stick it to the rich. Nick <laughs> dogs, steal oranges, kill trees. The possibility yeah. that some disgruntled residents of Burnside Road, Erendale... Oh wait, where's Erendale?
1: City
0: isn't that, over that, there, yeah, isn't but... that where they live in, the, in Neighbours? <laughs> that's Aaron's <Erisbruch>, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. Right, uh, God. God. Oh. I had poisoned their street trees. Oh. Do you know what it takes to get a
1: council to put a street tree on your and street going these days? They have no poison trees, they copper nails in the tree.
0: Uh, no, you drill a hole in the tree and then you can pour kerosene in it or round oh. it up or things like that. Yeah, I think yeah. that's how it's done because there was one in my area recently that was done that way. Or what if you just got a tree and just
1: encased it it in glass and then just put a (laughs) chibo next to it? Is that going to kill a tree or
0: woo? That's the pause of the night. (laughs) We got there. We got there. No, but um, we'll get to that. Oh, so uh, no, I think the way you do it now is um, it's often done by developers now because they're like, well, this is obstructing a view, or I can get I can get a couple of apartments on here, kind of things, and kill the tree. Council said though, the trees have feelings. Jillian. At first, we thought the trees had been killed by escaping gas, and the South Australian Gas Company had admitted response responsibility. And they're like, "Yeah, bill us for the trees. We'll pay us for the, the trees." What's that? How, <laughs> how guilty must the people
1: at the gas company <laughs> feel all the time? It's like, uh, something's going on with the trees. Let's ask the gas company. They're like, "Yeah, it's probably us. Yeah, sorry, so sorry. We'll write you a check. Just don't, just don't, don't, ask any further. Don't look any at any other stuff
0: with the gas. There's nothing going on. Don't smoke within like don't, 60, 60 meters of here, by the way. Yeah, well. So they weren't even, they
1: weren't even in the wrong.
0: Yeah, but anyway. So the gas company gets blamed. Mr. Melbourne is, is called fair back. fair enough. So call that AGL, you dicks. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. Melbourne is called back again. Classic. And he said, "Have we ever received complaints about these trees? Mr. Melbourne says, yes, Councillor Holmes. He says, says leave it to me, I'll investigate <laughs> well, no, no. Um, So, yeah, they were going to build the gas company, but it um, uh, turns out it was just angry residents. I would have just cut it down. The, I would have just still built the gas yeah, company. Yeah, if they'd admitted it. If it's they, they, they admitted, wanted, the double your pay. But there's another story about a tree. Yes, I'm, there is. And there is another story about a tree in Birdside. Uh, look, in our LOL, uh, which is our podcast, we explore stories from South Australia's great and often hilarious history. Yep. We've explored major cock ups before. Mm-hmm. Um, we and minor cock ups. Minor cock ups. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say what I was going to say, kids me... <laughs> um, um, We've looked at the story of the One Way Expressway. Yes. Remember that. Yes, yes. But there are other examples of building projects that have uh, stirred up controversy over the years, and there is no better example than the 2011 redevelopment of the Burnside Village Shopping Centre. Which became which is visible from here almost. Is it? Yeah, yeah I look at the yeah, 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 yeah. not quite, but yeah, not yeah, from yeah, where I am. But yes, uh, a giant eighteen meter high river, gum, uh, river red gum tree, probably which about the same. Is... No, it was bigger than that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was way bigger good. than that one. Uh, I say it was uh, was the centerpiece of the Burnside Shopping Centre. Giving away the game yeah. when the development started, and the development company promised. Promised everyone. Promise. Promised local residents that they oh, would be promised. They'll be able to upgrade we'll the, to the tree. They'll be able to upgrade the center and revamp the site without doing any harm at all to the tree. Oh
1: the tree will be fine. The tree will be fine.
0: Their solution Don't
1: worry about it. Encase
0: the tree in a giant glass house with a <laughs> yeah. tiny gap in the ceiling to one, let in a little bit of air. Like a one meter gap
1: or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it was like um
0: i have got a like 1.5 meter gap. So like, basically, for those city can... of
1: Burnside. We don't believe in vaccinations
0: or photosynthesis. <laughs> so yeah. science doesn't fly here. Tom. Science doesn't fly here. <laughs> no, we're talking about the hills. Relax. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> talking about the hills. Don't go to Sterling. Or... Oh, <laughs> no, no so funny story. Funny story. I had to get my kids vaccinated before the um. What was it? It was, was mini menager- tropical. The measles was epidemic. That's yeah. And there was uh, none around my local area, and I was talking to some chemists and GPs, and they're like. Seriously, if you want them, just go to Stirling because they'll have heaps of stock there. Yeah. <laughs> and we did, and they did. So, yeah. Because people weren't so Yeah, people not uh, We got out of there quickly, obviously. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Their solution in case the giant glass house, uh, giant glass house, tiny gap at the gap. Once construction work was finished in 2012, surprisingly, <laughs> to everyone's surprise, the health of the trees suddenly started to deteriorate rapidly. Oh, I wonder everyone's what that's about. Surprise.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting.
0: A, a Borists and developers were baffled. Why would this tree not simply grow with a roof over, over it. its head? Yeah, yeah. And, and a chibo next door, and a, you know, yeah. yeah, Lack of circulating air, and... <laughs> Locals were and understandably outraged, and the development company had to hire a public relations firm to manage the and Didn't forward. they?
1: didn't they hire a psychic or something as well? It was like a okay, tree I'll, A, tree, <laughs> a tree I'll that. That.
0: <laughs> If you've ever listened to our episodes on Adalol, for some reason in South Australia... It always comes down to a psychic always having the last nice call on these things. Like yeah. Everyone always hires yeah. a psychic. We don't know what it is. Go see a ghost tour, twenty five. That's bucks. right, ghost tour, twenty five dollars. And if it's not entertaining enough, you just hire a psychic to try and figure out why. <laughs> so the company um, hired a public relations person to manage okay. the fallout. As you do. That yeah. didn't work because the tree kept dying. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Can't get around that fact. Yeah. Uh, the uh, development company had to wheel out their matriarch, Pat Cohen. Who claimed that they had spent 126000 to keep the tree alive? Oh, she's trying. And this included a uh, misting system uh, to control the a temperature. misting yeah. system. Which was actually just the sprinkler system that they <laughs> put in, it's got a misting system. When asked if they would consider expanding, here we go. The one point two meter gap in the roof uh, to oh. provide air circulation to drink How tall is one point two meters? I'm not that tall. No, yeah, you'd be. be you'd, you'd be, be really like one point two meters from so there to, to there. Not much yeah, for an eighteen meter tall there, tree. Yeah. Not yeah.
1: not not particularly big.
0: No. Gap. Uh, if they asked to they extend that. They replied they would only do this if the council requested it first. They were too busy fixing their pants. Yeah, we're trying to sort out this dog catcher guy over here. Can you fix the roof yourself? Um, As you might guess, the tree continued to decline. To die, yeah. In response, the investment group had to bring in a tree expert from Perth, to give yep. the tree uh, nutrient injections. Okay, isn't, isn't that what Hitler had his doctor do? Just like eat nutrient injections <laughs> in the nose. It's just round up. Just, just round up. <laughs> people eating in the food court stated they did not feel safe around the tree and people were refusing to sit underneath the tree. Well, fair enough. Yeah. In the end, a tree whisperer came. Oh my gosh. A tree a whisperer tree Whisperer. Guarantee you she was from Sterling. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Guarantee you yes. she wears a lot of purple. <laughs> <laughs> the tree has spoken. No, <laughs> um, uh... uh, the chakra on this one is not good. No, that's the chakra. Sh- mm-hmm. Don't like something. Uh, so. Let me just go and see if I've got something for this in
1: my trunk.
0: Uh-huh. Good night, everyone. <laughs> The tree whisperer later claimed that the tree had told her, "I'm fucking dying." <laughs> so in your attempts to save it, you are
1: barking up the wrong tree.
0: Ah, uh, yes. The tree told the tree whisperer it was dying. Yes, money was paid to hire a tree whisperer. She didn't have to come far. How
1: much did she get paid? I don't for? know. I tried to
0: look into it. But oh, yeah, tree was dying. In July of 2013, a story of this is great. I found this one that was fantastic. A story emerged uh, about the tongue in cheek classified in the local Burnside newspaper, probably the Eastern Messenger, offering free firewood to Burnside, <laughs> <laughs> Burnside <laughs> residents for years to come. And the owners of Burnside Village shopping centre had finally had to admit something the public and the Tree Whisperer had known for a very long time. Tree was dead, right? The tree was dead. Yeah. Yeah, they removed the tree. Which just goes to show, money can't buy intelligence. Sometimes. That's right. That's right. Money can't buy intelligence. Thank you all so much. These are some weird and wonderful stories you will hear, not hear anywhere else about the city of Burnside. Correct. But look, there actually is more to Burnside than murder, theft, dog napping, theft, 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 all this Um, kind of stuff. Orange. Blasamy. Orange Death. Come, have, have, tell us your local stories about Burnside. Sure. We'd love to hear them. Feel free to get in contact with us. If you haven't heard us before, this is what we do. We don't know why we do it, but the fact that <laughs> you guys have come here today to listen to whatever this bullshit is, like, yep. we love it. We no, thank you all so much. I can't for the beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah okay. <laughs> smart, man, smart man. I can't for the beer. But look, uh, we, we really appreciate it. Um, we are not doing this for anything. We just no. love local history and we decided it's, it's a crazy thing to do. No, we make
1: a lot of money from tree whispering.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, this if, is just a side project. If you've got a dead jacaranda around, uh yeah. Council. Yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> a dead Pomeranian. We'll around. <laughs> <laughs> like anything dead, we'll, 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 we'll solve that. We'll put our fingers in it and see how it uh, but look, Our podcast is called Adelol. That's A-D-E-L-O-L. You can hear, I think we're up to like 60 or 70 crazy stories about South yep. Australia's history yep. now. Yep. And this is stuff you won't hear anywhere else. Yep, story of compilates, story Uh, of life at the zoo. uh Oh, brilliant. And this is everything from, uh, you know, 1836 and earlier, right up until crazy stuff that happened last week. Um, We are... The 2018 Historians of the Year. We can no longer claim that title. That'll be handed over to someone else next I week. I think next week, yeah. Uh, next week on Friday, if you look at the History Festival website, we are doing a show in partnership with the Don Dunstan Foundation. Correct. Um, it's, uh, I think it's only a couple of bucks, but you get some free food again as well. Uh, we're going to be talking to um, some doc- Dr. Paul, I can't pronounce his now, last name, who's just written a book about the South Australian... How is it? Sizzle. <laughs> Sus- lovely guy. Yeah. Lovely. I've met him a few times. Lovely guy. We're going to be talking with him about Don Dunstan and the impact he had on South Australia Correct. as well. He was the original tsunami whisperer, it which was. we'll, we'll talk was. to you about in a bit. Yeah. Like we said, with South Australia, it always comes down to a psychic. And um, <laughs> next year, Ghost Tour at the. Burnside might. Yeah. If you channel Absolutely. the psychic energy, you might even be able to tell which ghosts we're going to be tracking down. So we'll leave that up to you. Once again, uh, particular thanks to the Burnside Library, especially Laura up the back there, um, who's actually a fan of our show and asked us to do this. So that's so great to hear. Thank you to all your, like fans who've come out and so said I've been listening to you guys for ages. It's, it's crazy that people listen. We thought no one in their right mind would listen to this, but... People still do, and it's great. They like their right mind, but they listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) We hope you enjoyed yourself. These are the stories of Burnside. Do you have anything else to add, Tom? Just uh, grab yourself a sandwich on the way out, why not? And have a
1: laugh. Have a whisper to a tree. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank Thank you, guys. Thank you very much.